one of you is the monster. Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are... A Very, very British, British horror. horror. Not sure we said that quite right. But what are we going to talk about tonight, Paul? We are following in the footsteps of our previous episode. We are going to be talking about the James Whale masterpiece, question mark, Bride of Frankenstein. This does follow on directly from Gods and Monsters, <laughs> which was our previous episode in which you can download from all the usual places if you haven't um, already heard it. Um, not that we're really going to be touching on Gods and Monsters, I suspect, because this is one of the big ones and probably will command our attention. Um, so let's have a few facts about The Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, it has Boris Karloff in it again. It's a sequel to Frankenstein. There we go. That, that's the big biggest fact, which you probably all know anyway. But Is it a sequel to Frankenstein? Um, yes. Which was kind of a follow-up to Dracula in the Universal Cycle, I believe. Dracula's a film that kicked it all off. Yeah. And um, then Universal rushed Frankenstein into production. Boris Karloff had the role of the the monster, incorrectly called the monster, um, because uh, the the, the story goes, Lugosi turned it down, didn't want to do the makeup. And um, Frankenstein was a big hit too. And so... Yeah, this is Universal um, carried on, and Frankenstein um, was directed by a British theatrical director. Yeah, called James Whale, whose yeah. uh, later life was depicted in the film Gods and Monsters. Yes, it was. But who much earlier, twenty-five years or whatever earlier, in, uh, had directed a film of Journey's End, having. Um, very successfully directed the play on Broadway and in the West End. And I believe that starred an actor called Colin Clive, yep. amongst others. And um, but they liked the British over there, and he, he did a good job with Frankenstein. He, and this was an A-list film. Yep. Dracula yeah, and Frankenstein yeah, were both yeah. A, uh, A pictures. These, yep. these, were, these were big pictures, and, and so... You know, James Whale made some others. Yeah. He made some some other yeah, yeah. horror cycle. Yeah, and, and he but he was he was a top director. Did the, the Invisible Man as well? Yeah, he did do the, the Invisible Man and and also the old the Dog old house. house. Yeah, which is quite good fun. And it was a bit of a, a bit of a coup to get him back to do to do the Bride. Yeah, and it was even more of a coup to get Carl back. To reprise his role, the role that made him a star, but, yeah. But a, a role which was was he reluctant to come back then? Was that did he? Was he not keen to do it again? I don't know if he no. I perhaps he was. Perhaps he was keen. I, I don't know whether he was keen or not. But right. uh, what I do know is that it's a bit of a. It's not really a starry role. All the heavy makeup, no lines. No. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so. He has more to say in this. This. Film. Yes, he does. Um, I think maybe out of deference to his, his, his yeah. star status, <laughs> he actually has dialogue in this. Yeah. Of course, that's a reverse of what happened to Christopher Lee in, in Dracula in the Hammer era, when he had quite a few lines yeah. in the early part of the, the the Dracula movie, and then Dracula: Prince of Darkness had none at all in the. And it was difficult to get him back to do Dracula Prince of Dogs. Well, according to this, by the way, according to IMDb on the trivia section, uh, Boris Karloff protested against the decision to make the monster speak, but was overruled. So yes. Since he was required to speak in the film, Karloff was not, not able to remove his partial bridge work, as he had done to help give the monster his sunken cheek appearance in the first film. So basically his false teeth. And so that's apparently that's why he feel seems a bit chunkier face, facially in this film. Well, that, that's interesting because I, I've seen other people say he basically spent the Hollywood money on food, and that was a bit bigger. Well, possibly, but yeah. <laughs> and that was just—I think that was people being unkind. <laughs> so that, that's a better explanation. Um, I did know that he didn't want to speak because. No. Um, 
the I, I watched the the Blu-ray of, of right. this, and that ha- had a special feature, uh, as they sometimes do, which was a, a a making of documentary, basically, obviously filmed at the same time as the Gods and Monsters making right. of documentary. Okay. Well, that yeah, makes sense. <laughs> but it had um, Carlos' daughter on saying about how her father had. Uh, had not wanted to speak, and then afterwards had been proven wrong. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, why wouldn't he want any lines? Maybe, maybe he didn't have the confidence in it because the lines he does have are actually brilliant. But, but we'll, well, should we come to that? No, no, let's do, no. We yeah. come, let's, let's let's go a bit more into what what we've actually got here because Colin Clive is back as. Baron yeah. Frankenstein. He's not. Is he Baron in this? Oh, he is a Baron in this. He becomes a Baron in this, doesn't he? Yeah. He's not in the first one. Henry Frankenstein. He is as well. Um, yes, his, his father has died in this, so he is. He is the Baron. Yeah. He's referred yeah, to as right. her Baron as well. Uh, now, what I thought was interesting in this is that. Um, sorry, just get just touching on the fact he, his character is quite. Um, Still seems to be quite respected and liked in the general community in this, which is a bit of a contrast to the later Peter Cushing Frankenstein, in which he's clearly not so liked. Yeah, I think because we're this is a British horror podcast, we, we do British horror, everything to us harks back to the <laughs> Hammer era. So. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just. No, no, I really, did, I really did it with Christopher Lee. And, uh, yeah, but no, we're just, just contrasting it, and 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 um, obviously, I mean, one of the one of the reasons for for doing this film is that it is pretty much, although it's a universal film made with American money, pretty much everyone in it is British or or connected to to something British in some way. So that that's. Absolutely true. So Colin Clive, for instance, was yeah. I think he was a Brit, wasn't he? And and in in fact, no, he was he was a Brit. Yeah. yeah. In, in fact, I believe the mixture of Brits and Americans in the first film was was de- deliberately um, changed to be more more British focused in order yeah. to make it a bit more consistent. Yeah. Although I mean the film isn't set in Britain, it's a no. <laughs> completely arbitrary thing to do. But then, sort of arbitrary because you get this um, this opening sequence, which is set in um, the, the Villa Diodati, isn't it? Yeah. On, on yeah. Lake Geneva, and you've got which is the the very famous um, story of Frankenstein's creation. So you, here you've got um, Mary Shelley. Yeah. Shelley and Byron talking about their horror story, and uh, but but basically uh, the, the the two guys are extraordinarily bad actors. Percy Shelley doesn't Percy Shelley doesn't really say an awful lot, does it? He says a couple of lines, um, and and uh, yeah, and I noticed they they uh, Byron refers to him as Shelley, which is pro- probably a bit annoying. If you're Mary Shelley, because you wonder if he's talking to you, but <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, they they're not they're not particularly good. And um, obviously, Mary Shelley's reasonably decent because she's played by Elsa Lancaster. Yeah, or Lanchester. How would you say Lanchester? Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> but but it made me laugh because the guy who's playing By Byron or Byron. He's clearly been given the the direction that yeah Byron's this kind of larger than life character. He's a bit over the top, and this guy just this actor just just runs with it. I don't I can't, don't know his name. His he, name is Gavin Gordon. Yes, is he British by any chance? I'm going to find out for you. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> he was born in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Has he been in any of the? Was he in any of the Flash Gordon serials or anything like that? Because he he's got that look about him. That he does have that look about him. But probably not. Uh, I, I I fear not. Anyway, he he uh, he was ridiculously over the top, and I noticed that um, he's obviously thought. Obviously, yeah, I'm an actor. 
I'm playing this 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 larger than life character. So maybe I need some sort of affectation. I know I'm, every single time there is an R, I'm going to roll it so that so that uh, that's going to be his little thing, and it really started to get on my nerves because he just rolls every single R in every sentence. Uh, Douglas Walton played Shelley, and he was okay. Canadian. Yeah. And, and Dwight Fry is also in this cast, um, and of course, he's American. So, yeah, so there, yeah, so there are some Americans. Yes, uh, North Americans, um, indeed. But El- Elsa Lanchester is is a, uh, she was an English-born American actress. Right. Okay. She was born in Lucian. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to <laughs> provide some justification for our claim that the, the cast were British. <laughs> well, they are. A lot of them are. So anyway, so this this prologue is basically uh, is a way of cheekily setting up the fact that there's a sequel when there wasn't ever really yeah, one. There's a quick like one line recap of the previous story. And That's then, quite nice uh, as well because it does it does at least do a little quick recap. It's quite a nice way to do that and bridge it into this fictional sequel and, and where she it, goes, "Oh, well, I, this wasn't how it was meant to end." <laughs> well, yeah. fictional sequel. Kind of. I mean, yeah. this 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 film kind of introduces additional elements which were in the novel. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I don't um, know. I don't think I've ever properly read the novel. <clears throat> I haven't either. <laughs> I think it's one of those things I sort of started and then never really properly finished. Yes. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, although the level of research that we do for these podcasts is extraordinarily deep and detailed, <laughs> um, on, 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 actually we read Lair of the White Worm for the Lair of the White Worm podcast, we and we haven't read Frankenstein. But <laughs> yeah, when we when we do a proper adapt, like a full adaptation of Frankenstein, we probably should should take yeah, care of that. Yeah, we should do. Um, okay, so. After this very short preamble that we're talking yeah. about for a long time, it, it's like, oh, what happened next? And and then and, and Mary says, well, I think what happened was, yeah. and and then and then you you cut to the windmill, which was yeah, which was the where the last film finished, and everyone's really happy because all the villagers yeah. are there with their burning torches, and they're all really happy because yeah, because the, the monster's dead, and um, the dead. Henry Frankenstein gets loaded up onto a um, stretcher. Yeah. And they take him back to Castle Frankenstein, presumably. Yeah. And You see, that, that's what I mean about he's not he's not seen as monstrous or horrible well, no, in any way. Everyone, he's, he's everyone still, knows everyone's he's still created kind of, the monster. Yeah, but even so, they still go, yeah, well, he's, he's still a decent bloke. Let's... let's it's Let's the, get him back rather than just chucking him in the fire. And that's be, right. It's the monster it. I blame, they say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, when Elizabeth, his um, bride, receives his body at the castle, yeah. she's quite upset, obviously, because I think it's their wedding night. And, yeah. and yeah. Um, But luckily, he's actually alive. Which is good. Which is convenient, frankly. Yeah. It's good news for Colin. Yeah, Clive, yeah, he was just having a little little sleep. And 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 uh, how is he alive? No, I don't think they really explain it, do they? No, it's just like oh, he's just saying, oh look, he's 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 woken up. He's <laughs> he's all right. And anyway, yeah, so so he's fine. But um, I think there's like so some villagers decide that they that they want to see the body or something of of the, yeah. the monster. And they, and they go and they go into the windmill and well, this guy goes into the windmill and he gets killed by the monster, who's actually fine. Yeah. He's just hiding in some water in the burning windmill and yeah. he's not burnt at all. Yeah. Um, anyway, the monster. And kills it's interesting him. though that the, the makeup does actually reflect. He does actually have a few burns and bits and bobs on him to reflect being burnt in the in the the windmill, which is quite good. Yeah, he's he's kind of additionally um, <laughs> scratched and and so forth from from the makeup of the first. Yeah. Film. Otherwise, it's very similar. Yeah. The, the makeup was 
done by a very famous Jack, maker. Jack Pierce. Yes, who, and it took a long time. And um, it's very good though. I mean, it's kind of cliche now because we we're so used to to it being seen everywhere. And it's seen yeah. everywhere because it made such a big impact. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, absolutely agreed. Um, and then the film moves on to a good bit because uh, Frankenstein is recovering. He's going, oh dear, I nearly ruined everything. Can, can, can I just mention someone first? No, because I don't like her. <laughs> oh, go on then, quickly. Okay. We, I, 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 Worst I thing disagree. in the film. No, see, I disagree Worst with thing in the film. <laughs> it's uh, Una O'Connor as, uh, as Minnie. He's a sort of, what is she, sort of housekeeper type person. But she's... It's so awful. It's funny. She's funny. She's, she's just very over the top and yeah, ridiculously you know, hammy. You know, um, like, academics write books about how awful the depiction of working class people is in Golden Age Hollywood films. <laughs> and she must get several chapters still to herself. But she is quite funny. <laughs> it's not. It's not a nice portrayal of working class <laughs> people by any stretch, because she's not very bright. But, but basically, because Frank is an aristocrat, it, yeah. he's forgiven anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely anything. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, that's fairly true, though. True to real life, really. Well, it could be a political statement. I grant you. But uh, Minnie is this really annoying, really annoying character. See, I think she's funny. She's certainly meant to be funny. I'll grant you that. She's kind of. I, I I think it's a. I think her character and another character, which we'll get into in a little bit, uh, are, are very much uh, sort of embody James Whale, I reckon, and his kind of. Well, this other character, who I presume you mean Doctor Pretorius. Yeah. He he's about to turn up. He does turn up, and he says, yeah. "Look." Look, uh, I keep calling him Victor, but he's not Victor. Look, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's uh, make another one. Yeah. And uh, Henry's like, uh, no. And then, uh, and then basically, Doctor Pretorius blackmails him into make, into starting again and, and maybe making another creature, um, monster. Sorry, monster. Um, and Doctor Pretorius is played by Ernest Thesiger. Thesiger, yeah. Who's a great British stage actor? Yeah. Who we've already we've already talked about because he played a Scot in The Ghoul. Yes. Alongside that's right. and we talked we talked about him, but um, to be honest, I wasn't prepared for how good he was going to be in The Bride of Frankenstein after yes. that performance. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he, he's this crazily um, astonishing evil scientist, far far madder. <laughs> uh, more evil than, than Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. So, so this is where he's kind of. Um, I, th- I think he's considered to be a bit camp. Although I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if that's absolutely accurate. Although people reading in that, yeah, know about James Whale's life. Um, but he is quite camp, though. Well, he, he is. He. <laughs> The, the character... Oh, here we go. I'm going to segue into something else. Uh, this is the character that uh, Quentin Crisp plays in, yes, the, in, in The Bride. In the Bride. And I I didn't know... I, I didn't appreciate when we watched The Bride, yeah. because I, I wasn't really very familiar with this film at that point, that The Bride <coughs> actually a sequel to The Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. It, 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 it carries on from where this film finishes. I didn't. Re- I didn't realise that. I yeah. thought it was more of a slight a remake, but it's uh, actually yeah, it, yeah. So, <clears throat> I thought, but I thought, interestingly I mean, enough, you'd think that 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 would be a fantastic role for Quentin Crisp, but actually, he's, he he doesn't do a lot, does he, in, in the Bride? Well, no, <laughs> he doesn't. He's not in it for very long. No, so yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a shame because he would be perfect. Well, he might be perfect, although he's most famous. But being played by John Hurt. No, that's true. Maybe. <laughs> so, so maybe John Hurt would have been better. But, um, oh, yeah. So, but he, he, yeah, he's a bit cam. He's a bit, um, well, potentially. He's, he's certainly very uh, flamboyant. 
in fact, it, in many ways, the kind of Vincent Price kind of character. I think you yeah. can see you, you, you can you can see the development of that kind of character, and far far better than Edward Van Sloan as. Van Helsing in the Dracula film, who I always hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the Dracula film is very. Compared with the Frankenstein films, the Dracula film is very stagey. It, very, well, it, it very, is. Very static, whereas. It's these, adaption of a play. So yeah. You know, whereas these films are much better shot, much kind of. Um, more dynamic. Well, in, this is. Yeah, action and action. Absolutely, but, but be fair, though. I mean, Edward Van Sloan would have been bad than anything. Like, yeah, getting back to Pretorius, though, I do love the fact that when he first uh, opens, um, uh, goes knocks on the door, and it, 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 he he sort of asks, I don't know who he's talking to, but he asks somebody to that he he needs to see uh, Frankenstein. He, he's kind of you get his character from the word go because he says something like that he must see him on a very grave matter. With the emphasis on the grave bit, and it's yeah, you just think yeah, this guy's going to be great from the word go. And then and then he just kind of um, sort of swans in and blackmails uh, Frankenstein basically. Basically saying, you know, all those people the monster killed. That's basically your fault. <laughs> yeah. What if you what, yeah. what 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 if you have to face justice for that? And it's got a good point. It is basically his fault, despite yeah. his uh, his state his status as one of the aristocracy. It's not the monster's fault. <laughs> the, the monster's not responsible for his actions. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, anyway, um, yeah, Pretorius isn't saying this because of his social conscience. He's saying this to. to yeah. to obviously manipulate him and, and it, it doesn't take Frankenstein much to be honest because he no. basically wants to do it he's basically like oh, I don't want to do it I want to be happily married and then it's like but I could give them life <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a direct quote <laughs> but he he's soon on the case and he goes um, to, to see what Pretorius has been working yeah. on yeah and and this takes us <laughs> this to bit is very the silly. totally maddest part of the whole film, <laughs> and obviously nothing to do with the it's, the real Mary Shelley. Bit. Be- because um, Pretorius wants to collaborate with Frankenstein because you know, uh, Pretorius can make life; yeah. he just can't make it full size. No. <laughs> so he, he shows um, <laughs> Frankenstein a series of these tiny little people who are, who are like uh, full. Yeah, people in miniature, things yeah. like Tom Thumb, and yeah. he's got them in bowls. So he's and he's got one dressed as like Henry VIII. <laughs> yeah, there's another one. Is um, there's a, is there a mermaid or there's a mer- there is a mermaid. There's yeah. a queen. There's a devil of some kind. I yeah, think, or something. Well. No, and he's a, and he's got them in these jars, and then he says that basically the king is always trying to kiss the mermaid, and then the king gets out of his jar and. Walk, Walks over to get in the other jar, I mean, and it, 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 it's all very silly. And then, um, but, but really but, well done. The effects. I mean, it's a brilliant. Good. It's brilliant, brilliantly done. Yeah, but it, it it's just daft. You're just sitting and there what thinking, does he do? What is I, I couldn't help thinking what he does. What, what he does with these 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 jars when they're when they're, he's not showing them to people. He obviously keeps them somewhere, but presumably he has to feed them. Well, presumably he does, and, um, and these um, these are little people. I mean, they, what they do see... they do when when they're like when they're not being shown to everyone? Because they're quite static at first, and only only when he gets them out that they will start moving around and doing their own thing. It's I... <coughs> it's a it's yeah. a ridiculous. It, it sequence. is ridiculous. It doesn't really make any sense, but it's, it's... brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, then you think, what the hell's going on? Yeah. But pretty soon, um, they're, they're making a bride for the monster. Yeah. So that, that, See, and this is the other thing I don't really get. Um, well, I sort of do get... So, Pretorius, this is, he wants to create a bride for the monster. Is that right? So that... They can they make can a race. Procreate of... and make a race of... Of baby monsters, 
for some unknown, unspecified now, reason. I never get that in any exactly. case. Like, no, why? But, what but, do you want but, to do that but, for? Why? Why? Why would you want to do that? Why? What? What does he get out of that? I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he does. I don't know. Does he film monster porno? I don't know. I don't even know because. Um, <laughs> and he's and he's just also assuming that that the monsters. Man bits all function. Well, correctly. they probably no, they probably. Well, I don't know. They may or they may not. But I mean, the rest of him does. But the, the thing is, he's made from bits of people. It'll, it'll just make more people. You don't need to reanimate the dead in order no, to exactly. do that. No, because it's just it's just going to be. Well, in actual fact, it's going to be if he's got that bit of him. If that part, a specific part of him, is from one person, then then that's just going to be that person's DNA, isn't it? It's not going to be. It's not going to be a mix of all the bits his DNA in a, or monster DNA. That, that's exactly. It doesn't right. make any sense it's whatsoever. Absolutely pointless. Yeah. I, I'm, maybe it's more a leisure pursuit than a scientific project. I think it only like, works on like, like if they want monster babies, Pretorius can always, can can make little people already. So he just needs to. He just wants. He just wants to make fools. He, he could get. He could get yeah. lots of little well, people and. He says he just wants to kill make them, them full and then get them. Frankenstein to stitch them all together into a little baby. But I, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, see, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> His plan's rubbish. It, yeah. So let's 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 cut away from uh, <laughs> Frankenstein and Pretorius and their weird sex experiments <laughs> <laughs> and, and go back to the monster because the. Uh, People, the, the villagers and yeah. townsfolk, they all realise the monster's still alive. Yeah. And, and then you have... Um, but he, he he sort of runs away, doesn't he, the monster? There are various there are various scenes. There's, there's um, a scene where he disturbs a, a woman by a pool and, yeah. um, and then he sees his own reflection and becomes angry yeah. at it. And, yeah. And, and, <laughs> exactly. And... and um, I think the villagers they they they, they all gang up, pitchforks, torches, yeah. a whole lot. And there's really quite a good chase, chase scene, and he gets captured. And there's this brilliant burger master who again yeah. is you, you, you know it's a type you'd recognise from the Hammer yeah, film. Yeah. The burger master doesn't believe that it's a monster. He thinks it's all stuff and nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, even like when presented with the evidence, it's, 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 it's him is an escaped lunatic. But he, he does. They do capture. They do capture um, the monster and crucify it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because they tie yeah, it to a stake, yeah. don't they? And, 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 yeah. and it's really, I mean, it's really good imagery. The photography, fantastic duration, fantastic. And, and the monster's taken to this prison. Yeah. And, and, Chained and, yeah, yeah. and really quite nasty. He's got like his head's in some kind of uh, restraining yeah. uh, apparatus, some kind of bolt. Yeah. Well, well, basically um, a vice, isn't it? Almost a vice. It's, yeah, it's quite, yeah. It's quite. And then the, the, the yeah, the shackles and all, 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 all of that. The burgomaster's just like, well, that was easy. I know. <laughs> and he walks off all satisfied. And then. The monster escapes. Yes, just pulls apart. Does the that, it hulks out. And goes yeah. and, and yeah. the um, the the police sees escaped. Uh, or he yeah. sees escaping, and they, they try to shoot him, and that makes him more annoyed. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and and so the burgomaster's outside, explaining to all the townsfolk who were crowded around him how it was all it was easy. Yeah, and 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 then. And, and then and then the creature, the monster, just bursts <laughs> out of the police station behind him, and he's like, "Ah, I've got to go." <laughs> yeah. and, and and then and then the um, the monster just goes on a, a rampage, and uh, we don't see this directly, but he he, he seems to kill a few people. Yeah, or, or he's, he blames he's, he's, he's very very. He's not happy. Well, I, I mean, upset, upset. Yeah, you know. Um, and then then you get to what to me. Is easily the best thing in the film. Yeah. Which is when the monster gets to the blind man's cottage. Yeah, I have a problem with this scene. Okay, well that'd be. <laughs> Go on, explain yeah. explain the scene. And this is the, the the blind man can't see the the monsters he yeah. just looks, at. and the blind man is defenceless. Yeah. So when when someone bursts in, 
the blind man kind of tries to disarm him with kindness. Yeah. So he's, yeah. oh, you're injured, and come yeah. in and have some food, and yeah. and and and, um, and 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 then he's quite excited when because the, when the monster uh, kind of acquiesces to this, and he's like, oh, you God has sent me a friend. Yeah. And 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 then um, the, then there's kind of um, a sequence as time passes and. And, and the the the, uh, the 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 blind man uh, teaches the monster how to speak, and, yeah. and, and the yeah. blind man's playing the violin, and the monster likes it, yeah. and uh, and the, 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 the monster's terrified of fire, and uh, and he's a fire bad, and so all fire's good, yeah. and, um, and and brilliantly, the, um, the the blind man gets the monster. Uh, Hooked on cigars yeah, and, yeah. Also and also gives, booze. Him, gives him a taste of. So, so, <laughs> we're, 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 unfortunately, when when the uh, I mean, this all comes to to, to an end when um, two like wandering hunts people yeah, uh, just come along and see him and yeah. and the monsters <laughs> see the monsters sitting along there listening to the music, drinking and smoking and. And then there's a big to do and see. Uh, see, I but think I, I think it's so affecting. No, I, I think I think I think it would have been. I think you could have you could have had a, at this point a little kind of sitcom spin-off, like a sort of Maybe flat share buddy Maybe. film with like the monster and the blind man, and and they kind of they could have formed a little folk band and it's about you know their everyday life and their trials and tribulations that lead to hilarious consequences. It could have been brilliant. Well. I think they should do it. I think they, I think someone should make that. I, 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 well, this the scene was parodied, wasn't it, by Mel Brooks? In, see, uh, right, okay, just get, getting on to my <laughs> problem with this. It is a brilliant scene, and it, it, is, it is lovely, and it works really well, apart from um, the, the blind man obviously leading the monster down the astray with his boozing and smoking. <laughs> but the, there's... But the, one problem, little problem I have with it is like, is is how has that blind man not been robbed several times? Well, that's it. He's, the way he does. Well, he may well have been, but the way <laughs> the way he disarms intruders with kindness. He, he, he tries to, to do it again. He tries to do it again. So go and go to the monster. Yes, yes. Why don't you sit down? And then they they sit down, and then he just falls to the floor because all of his chairs have been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> but my major problem, anyway, my major problem with this scene. Is is all the fault of Mel Brooks, and that because I find it really hard to take this scene seriously when it was, as you say, it was about to say, is parodied in Young Frankenstein. Now, Young Frankenstein, I love; it's a brilliant film, and it takes elements from from this film and from uh, Son of Frankenstein, the next the next one, yeah, um, and 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 brilliantly kind of recreates and parodies it at the same time, and this scene is actually. Almost, they they do it almost identically, except they play on the fact that the blind man's blind. So when he offers him food, he pours it in the monster's lap. <laughs> and then when he offers him a cigar, he sets fire to the monster instead. <laughs> and and yeah, it has yeah. the, once you've seen that, it's really hard to take this scene seriously. So that's my problem with this scene. Not not anything to do with. It's uh, well, then the actual you, scene itself because it seems really. You've good. already mentioned this problem because with the makeup, it's become such a joke yeah. and a parody that that you you look at his makeup and don't think that there's some yeah. some creep monster there. You just think yes, yeah. some Halloween kid or but um, well, I mean, obviously you were talking. We, I mentioned earlier about the sitcom thing. Well, obviously in the the sixties, you had the monsters, which was just. It was the Frankenstein monster. I love the monsters. I really, yeah. really love the just monsters. Just put it into a suburban setting. <laughs> which, which was absolutely brilliant. It was I, brilliant. But I, again, I, I, it, it just shows just how iconic and <laughs> and that, that makeup had become to the point where it could be parodied in that way. <laughs> yeah. But um, I tell you what makes this real for me. Um, the performance of Karloff as he's learned to speak. Yes. And get to no, he's... he's He's brilliant. Again. And it's, it's still really physical as yeah. well. The way he's swaying yeah. with yeah, yeah. joy, with like childish yeah. joy to the yeah. music. Uh, because, cause, you know, someone showed him some kindness for once. But it and does. Then, it, uh, it, then the fear and the disappointment when it all goes wrong. Uh, it's such amazing acting. And yeah. um, it works so well because of that. And because... Um, and, and this probably I think gives... it's O.P. Heggie as Hermit. That'll be it, won't it? Yeah. Um, but it, but he's... He, He's very. He delivers some pretty hackneyed lines yeah, pretty yeah. well, I should say. Yeah. 
Um, but I think I think the scene as well is probably um, Australian, by the way. Okay. Uh, Were <laughs> <laughs> there actually any, any Americans in Hollywood at this time? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so um, uh, I, I've forgot my point now. No, so this this uh, what what um, no go on I can't remember. Can I, you say something. <laughs> I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, I, I, I think I think it's clear that you agree with me. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, right. what I was going to say oh, was that go. I yep. think this film is possibly responsible for um, the whole kind of subgenre of films about um, fairly monstrous type people. Who are then, you know, someone will will see not see past what they look like and actually then befriend them. I think there's lots of examples of that, and I can't think of any right now. Well, I, I think you're you're right. You know, where where like the authorities and the general public misunderstand something and just see it for what for what they 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 think it is from its appearance. And for some reason. Uh, um, Harry and the Hendersons Harry is in yeah. my head for some reason. Exactly, there is no final example of the genre you described and Harry and the but Hendersons. Say like, say like um, I guess, you know, even things like E.T. perhaps, and that kind of thing. You know, it's like a you know, where, where, where somebody show, sees past what something looks like and, and shows it kindness and stuff and then, and then there's like a big misunderstanding later and and, and, and it, that that creature or thing gets hounded out I'm sure there's loads more examples no, there, are, there are lots and lots but of I think I think this this it probably starts here because I mean there's a similar sort of scene in the first one with the little girl but the the, mon- the monster misunderstands the uh, situation and ends up throwing her in the lake which was a controversial scene at the time it's not that sympathetic a thing to do, yeah. But no, it's not. But but he, he the 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 little girl kind of sees past him and is is kind to him and is friendly. But he just then misunderstands what what she's sort of telling him to yeah. do. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um. And and to me, after this, you don't get anything as good again. But this is such fantastic filmmaking. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, the creep, the monster um, runs off, uh, being pursued again because the huntsmen have uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, identified him and hides um, basically in a graveyard and the crypt. Yeah. And it just so happens, conveniently for the purposes of moving the story on, that then... Doctor Pretorius is robbing the graves in that crypt for body parts. Yeah, yeah. Um, And and he's got he's there with um, his grave robbers. Yeah, one of whom is played by Dwight Fry. Yeah, um, who to me is Renfield. Right. Yes. Is he? Is that? Is he Renfield in Dracula? I believe he was. That's that's just. He may have been. I thought he was familiar. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So there, there's 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 a great line actually. Where I think it's one of the villagers or, or whatever, um, or maybe the burgomaster says says uh, something like get get the bloodhounds, raise as many men as as you can, and lock the women indoors. <laughs> Could have made me laugh for it, so <laughs> ridiculous sexism. Well, it's trying to be chivalrous, um, <laughs> possibly. Um, and then the burgomaster does actually just try to quiet it down as well by saying, "Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, go to your homes. Just, just an escaped lunatic. Nothing to worry about. Completely harmless." <laughs> <laughs> of all the things he could have picked, he could have picked something. <laughs> it's an escaped lunatic. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Imagine, imagine Donald Pleasance and, and Halloween just going around going, yeah, oh, it's only Michael Myers, escaped lunatic, perfectly harmless, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, perfectly harmless. Um, 
Doctor, uh, but, but taking us back back yeah. into the story, Doctor Pretorius uh, then decides to have a picnic on the grave. <laughs> He's that kind of guy. <laughs> well, well, these grave robbers take the body away. I think. Yeah, and then um, the, the monster interrupts him, and um, they end up having getting drunk together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, oh, it. He's got this brilliant line, um, hasn't he? Uh, oh, yes. The Have a cigar. They're my only weakness. <laughs> and earlier on, he said that he, he, he had some gin. And he goes, oh, go on then. I'll have some gin. It's my only weakness. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> that is an awesome line. <laughs> but then it just goes to show that he, it's, it's, a, it's actually a nice little character moment, although it's quite funny. It's also quite a nice little character moment because you just realise that he, he just isn't trustworthy at all. That he just just a, happy to just go along with whatever and, and say whatever to, to just if it suit the situation. Well, exactly, exactly, and, and he, he essentially then does that. He's because he, yeah. he, he, he realises that that Frankenstein might not go along with it, and so he, he recruits the monster. Um, yeah. To, to join him by basically saying, "Wouldn't you like a nice friend, a nice female yeah. friend?" Which is obviously what friend. he wants. Yeah, exactly. And and and, and the monsters learn about. Friendship. Yeah, he has. So, yeah, so, so, so he he knows that that friends a good thing. Yeah, and 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 someone like him as well. Yeah, um, yeah. and he's he's just good, like dead like me, love dead something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> which is quite dark for 1936. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's handy because um, Frank Frankenstein is being drawn back to Elizabeth again, and it's like, yeah. oh, I must give it up. I can't do it. And, and then, and then, and then, uh, yeah. Pretorius is like, ah, I thought you might say that. So I brought a friend, and then you get, yeah. or not. Yeah. Uh, then the monster comes along and says, you do it. And yeah. yeah. He, he goes off. Well, he also kidnaps Elizabeth as well, doesn't he? Was that later on? Uh, maybe. Yeah, oh, he's, no, cause... no, no, no. After. I think he kidnaps well, once Frankenstein refuses. Yeah. Then, then, then the monster goes round and kidnaps, kidnaps her. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And then, and then also Pretorius is 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 um, get, he got his grave robbing friends and he's trying to get them to get parts as as well. And, and, and once once he's blackmailed Frankenstein into working with him, and there's a bit where he says about oh we need we need more. Uh, Parts and they oh. need to be very fresh, uh, uh, and, and 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 yeah, and and the guy goes off and basically murders a, a, a young lady and brings her back rather than grave robbing, and, and it's implied <laughs> that 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 Pretorius absolutely knows this and is is complicit in in, in it, but just doesn't. So so you you you, you blind, really, I mean. It? It's really Burke and Hare, isn't it? They're, they're yeah, 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 kind of. But, but it, again, it just—it's that you know, Pretorius is quite, although he's really hammy and really, really sort of camp and over the top. He's extraordinary. He's really nasty. Well, he's evil, really dark, like the evil. Peter Cushing Frankenstein. Is. Yeah. Whereas the, the yeah. Henry Frankenstein is is he's a, a bit, driven scientist. He is. He's, it's, 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 yeah. But but he's. He's basically got a moral compass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Victorious um, doesn't at all. <laughs> no, um, but just really good. And then um, Carl Dwight Fry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he seems to be in every scene from now yeah, on. Because, yeah, Because yeah. he, he's kidnapped and off holding Elizabeth <laughs> in some kind kind of way. Because the, the monsters obviously isn't really suitable for holding hostage. So yeah. Carl's doing that. But then and it cuts back to the laboratory where Frankenstein's working. Yeah. And Carl's there too, um, yeah. And 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 now I see that Timothy Spool was playing Dwight Fry yeah, in, uh, yeah. in the Bride. Yeah, it's, I didn't really, realize, I didn't pick up some of that stuff. Um, and, and now I see. I mean, it's, again, he was in it for five minutes at the start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so we come into the big creation scene now. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty impressive. There's yeah. lots of pretend it's, it's scientific equipment. It is, yeah. I mean, it is quite. A, they did recreate quite a lot of the stuff from the first film, I think, but sort of made it bigger and more more elaborate. Yeah, it's, just, it's supposed to be like the rebuilt laboratory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
But I mean, the set and everything. Yeah. I think they, they used bits from the previous film, but also then built other bits. I love the kites. Oh, yeah. To... yeah quick, it's the right time. Release the kites. I like that. Whatever it is they say. Something like that. They do, they do do that, and that's really cool. Because, yeah. You, you know, it's just, it's rubbish, but plausible. Because <laughs> yeah. they're obviously trying to harness the lightning. Yeah. So they've got the tower and the kites. And, and then they, they send the bride that... Like this lift up to the top. I mean, it's all really unnecessary, (laughs) but it just—I think it's just—it looked visually just looks so brilliant that they've just that Wales just gone. Yeah, let's let's just well, and I think it's important really showcase this. But this is the big end sequence, um, the creation scene, um, which um, the monster's there, but it gets in the way. So Mm. Pretorius kind of. <laughs> Casually drugs. <laughs> yeah. As you, yeah. As you do. <laughs> yeah, to quiet him down. Yeah. Uh, and um and finally you you get the, the, the bride emerging who is um a nice callback played by the same actress who plays yeah. uh, Mary Shelley, so you can yeah. see the the, the the kind of story element is woven. And she's not monstrous, or well, everyone knows what she looks like. She's not monstrous. She she she's got a few scars, many of which, by the way, you can't actually see unless you look no. at pictures, stills from the film yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, uh, 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 of of the actress in the makeup because yeah. it's, it's it's quite subtle. It, it's, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And but she's got that. Um, she's 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 got the uh, movement of. It's that sort of exaggerated movement. Well, it's a sort of bird movement, isn't it? Yeah. I think that was the intention, that it was supposed to be a bit bird-like. She does those kind of... Yeah, really sharp movements. And, of course, what everyone knows is the hair. She's, for no reason, got black hair with the white Yeah, so, you know, in the shot beforehand, she's she's completely bandaged up, apart from eyes and various Mm -hmm. things. But, obviously, in in undoing the bandages, either she's got really springy hair or, or... Pretorius. I imagine Pretorius because I imagine it. Perhaps I can see him perhaps having a hair salon on the side. <laughs> but I can just see well, there's that. Joke he's about like, that in Gods Monsters, isn't it? Yeah, there is actually. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah so I can kind of see you know him, him just sort of doing a hair and everything, enjoying doing that. And she she puts they find that robe thing to put on, and she's still got the bandages on underneath. So they obviously just find a sheet type thing and cut a hole in it and stick it over the top and go there you go <laughs> but yes but here we go with the big big kind of um, end bit with the the, the kind of um, well but the, but then, then, then that, that's quite good and you, you, the, 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 the bit that yeah so it's sort of like the punchline if you like the punchline is she doesn't like the monster because she finds she's him repulsed. scary There's, she actually likes she actually likes Frankenstein. Yeah, she seems to be like going towards him. But yeah. but and there's some good in, uh, interaction between the actors. Yeah. But then uh, the monster just sort of goes, "Yeah, I've had enough of this." And kill and fix the switch. And kills everyone. <laughs> yeah. But incident tells Frankenstein to, to, yeah, to leave. which is amazing. It's like even the monster thinks Frankenstein yeah, is a basically a good guy. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah, go what? On. <laughs> it's all his fault. <laughs> Why does everyone forgive Frankenstein? <laughs> I know. So again, he just—he's just like he's not culpable in any way. It's great. It's just like, yeah, no, go on off you go. Yeah, and 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 so the the bride, who is actually an innocent, but no, she gets killed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, I think Carl and um, Pretorius yeah. obviously buy it. Yeah. And, but he, he sort of flicks a switch, like you say. Yeah. The, the, there's a few seconds, and then that's it. Uh, the thing just collapses. Frankenstein says, "Oh, yeah. I better go home to Elizabeth then." <laughs> yeah, uh, I think she's probably. Well, of course she's forgiven me for being kidnapped. Of course she has. <laughs> and, and, and and that that's the end of the film. And after you know some really big sequences, it's slightly disappointing that that bit. Yeah, but I think it tried to end on an emotional moment, but but also yeah. Um, Basically, couldn't have Frankenstein succeed because he could never succeed, can he? Is no, that... exactly. <laughs> and, and again, though, it just it's it's um it, it's sort of a sign of Pretorius's um sort of assumptions, really. That you know, if he makes a 
a, a bride for the monster. She, they're automatically gonna. He's automatically. She's automatically gonna like the monster. And he, he's sort of like. I, I guess it's how he sort of feels about all sorts of people and things, and that he makes these kind of prejudiced kind of assumptions. Yes, he, he and hasn't factored in the fact that this very simple thing that actually the the bride may not like the monster. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think the <laughs> maybe he has and doesn't care. Yeah, but, maybe. But, but the way the 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 way the monster reacts to it, I'm sure, is what he couldn't have yeah, legislated exactly. for. Yeah, because because the the the, mon- the monster has got very expressive and a deep understanding of yeah. what's going on. It's just like this is all completely wrong. I'm just yeah not having this. Yeah, but, but there's, there's a but great... he's, 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 he's like he's quite um, unhappy. The monster yeah. he's generally yeah. unhappy. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty much because of the way people behave towards him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The elephant man. There we go. That's another example of that whole kind of characters look past. I mean, the elephant man sounds like a similar. British horror film to me. It does actually, yeah. Maybe we should do that. We could easily do that. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so so yeah, but it's it's that similar sort of thing. You know, you've yeah. got somebody that can see past um, the the physical appearance of someone and see the the the, the, the person inside, and and then a point where it, it that all goes wrong. Well, tra- tra- tragically, the bride can't do that, but. Then he only gives you about two minutes. Frankly, yeah. it's quite it's quite difficult. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think even even if he looked like George Clooney in two minutes, it would be difficult. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to get the reaction he's hoping for. So, um, yeah. One other thing. One other thing. Right, the Bride of Frankenstein isn't the Bride of because she's the no. Bride that yeah that Frank but but. Frankenstein's for Aunt Elizabeth. Or maybe that's why. It's quite. quite, uh, The title doesn't really. I mean, she's not. I I guess it's. But then then I think the bride made by Frankenstein. Well, it was going to be called something, The Return of Frankenstein, wasn't it, or something like that? Okay. Well, he does come back. But I think, I think Universal loved their slightly sensational titles. So, presumably, someone felt that that wasn't sort of. I don't know. It's not. It's very evocative and not entirely accurate. No, and I think that. But maybe that explains why she went towards Frankenstein when when she first well, first comes but out. I, I think that she's got confused by the title. Well, I I think that's um, kind of a um, more of a parental thing. Yeah, I, I think she's looking to she's recognised him as kind of a father figure and wants yeah. protection. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean Elizabeth Frankenstein is clearly she's not the title character of this film. Is no. she? She's not important, really very important, even to the Frankenstein. Actress, the actress wasn't very old, and she was. Well, Valerie very... Hobson, who um, yeah. replaced the, the the actress from the previous film, who yeah. wasn't Valerie Hobson, who, who was apparently ill, but possibly not ill, just not wanted to just come back. Bit rubbish. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, I could probably find her name if I, if I yeah. really quickly. So yeah, so apparently she, Valerie Hobson, was only seventeen years old. She appeared in this film. Wow, Frankenstein! You, Colin Clive was thirty-five. Well, interesting, he was, but he was dead within two more years. Well, he, he was, but that's because he was an alcoholic. And it, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he died of uh, tuberculosis. So, yeah, he? he did. Yeah. May, I think May Clark played played her in. in yes, no, that's that sounds familiar. Um, I, I did, I did hear she was unwell and couldn't return, or changes in conflicts, whatever it is they say. Just for, just for when, the uh, when people have been fired. Just for the benefit <laughs> of people who are listening to this, Chris did just do air quotes when around the word unwell. I did do that. You did. I, I did do that. Um, that's, that really works well on podcasts. <laughs> that yeah. kind of hand gesture, I find. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So, uh, any more points you want to make? Um, 
Oh, let's yeah. just talk about the Hammer version of this film because we obviously the British get it back to the the, the, the Hammer era. Okay. Uh, because there was one um, Frankenstein created woman. Yeah, yeah. It's not my favourite one. It's a very strange film, yeah. really. At least the, the 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 like the female monster is actually the main character in it. There is yeah. no uh, creature slash monster. No, no. Um, that, that, that's time history. Um, but it, it's it's a. Uh, it's I, a don't, it's I actually a, don't remember much about it. It's very. I think it's it's, it's well. I think Frankenstein is kind of doesn't do that much but he, he reanimates this dead does he reanimate a dead girl and then she goes off to the people that I honestly can't remember murdered her or something Quite like possibly. that it's that kind of thing yeah. it's really not very I mean there are great Frankenstein films in the Hammer cycle yeah. but but um, that one no I was always quite fond of Frankenstein must be destroyed it, yes awesome yeah, I always thought that was quite a good one. But, yeah, well, most most of them are pretty good, to yeah. be honest. Um, I think that 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 one's arguably the best. Adventure of Frankenstein, excellent as well. Frankenstein yeah. the Monster from Hell, I think we, we talked yeah, about. Yeah, no, that was good. Very very good. Um, Evil of Frankenstein is is weird because he's a like a swashbuckling hero in that. Yeah, and that's that's got makeup, which is because that was universal. Right. Um, so that's got makeup that's supposed to look like the oh, Carlos makeup. Oh, of course, makeup. yeah, and it doesn't. No, it's awful. <laughs> it's some stunt man playing yeah. uh, um, uh, the creature. Um, and then there was that, the comedy one, Horror of Frankenstein. Yeah. But but Universal made lots of sequels as well. So after Bride, there was Son of Frankenstein. Yeah, which, which is actually which is slightly different in, in atmosphere and emphasis, but it's actually really good as well. Karloff went back for it. Lugosi's yeah. in it as Eagle. Yeah, Lugosi's brilliant in it. And uh, Basil um, Rathbone plays Frankenstein's son. Yeah. Because uh, Henry Frankenstein has died and Colin Clive yeah. obviously dead as well. So. Yeah. Um, and, that, that, and that was an A picture. And then yeah. after that, um, well, that was the end of the 30s. By, 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 by the 40s, these things... Well, you, you had House of Frankenstein and all these other ones. House of Frankenstein's quite good fun because it's... It has Boris Karloff in it, but not as the monster. Is that House of Frankenstein? Yeah. And then, yeah, there's Ghosts of Frankenstein as well. Yeah, there? and there's all sorts. And then you start getting into the uh, Abbott Ab- and Costello <laughs> Abbott and Costello meet, meet Frankenstein, yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, but, but yeah, um, there is a Karloff. There's Frankenstein 1970 with Karloff as the uh, as Frankenstein. All right. And, yeah, know. apparently that's really awful. <laughs> and that not a Universal one either. I think Universal obviously their horror cycle finished. Yeah. But, yeah. But but by then. Um, yeah, it was really nice actually to see Universal. Film. I mean, because I, I have seen some of them. I mean, I hadn't actually. I'm not aware yeah. I'd actually seen this one before. I um, quite, I quite I, enjoyed them. these. Uh, the two Frankenstein films are probably the best ones, I think. But there, there are some other. There's other good ones. Like the, the, I think the, the Invisible Man is is good. Um, I'm really. I haven't seen the old Dark House. The, the, I've seen the, the Hammer old Dark House. Yeah. I've never seen the original. I quite enjoy the Universal Mummy as well because it's not how you think it would be. I, I see I haven't seen that maybe yeah. I should maybe I should yeah watch that because it's not it doesn't have much in the way of a big bandage bloke wandering around oh that's like Carlos isn't it yeah um, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm interested I'm more more interested I tended I've t- I tended not to enjoy these things I, I, I know um, one of the reasons I haven't watched the older movies so much is I saw um, there, there was this uh Fremantu film right. I watched with Karloff as Fremantu right, yeah. and I could not believe how racist it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like yeah, I mean it was so appalling <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, um, <laughs> I'll have to lend you House of House of Frankenstein because that's quite fun have you got Son of Frankenstein? I, I haven't got Son of Frankenstein. I, I, I find myself wanting to watch it to follow up on this. Yeah. And, 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 and to re-watch Young Frankenstein. 
have seen, but, but I'm watching young, it. Young Frankenstein does does take a lot from Son of Frankenstein. In in, in Young Frankenstein, the, the, you know, there's the um, he saw like the police chief with the wooden arm, and he keeps yeah. kind of knocking it around. And yeah, silly places that comes from uh, Son of Frankenstein. So. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I don't think we'll. Unfortunately, I don't think we claim it as British, but I think I think I will watch it from what. That's Marty Feldman, then. I think we could maybe stretch it. <laughs> I love Gene Wilder as well. I really love Gene Wilder. Yeah. He's Willy Wonka. He's British, isn't he? Yeah, that would be. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> ah, let's let's wrap this up. Let's ask some questions and provide some answers to those questions. Okay. Well, we I thought we weren't doing questions anymore. Oh, well, how are we going to end our podcast? I thought we were, we were doing um, a, a number of something out of five somethings. Oh, I thought that was just a one-off. Oh no, good. Yeah, let's do that. Do you uh, want to do that? Because out I, of five yeah. some stars. No, uh, not stars. That's boring. So how about um, five reanimated women? Okie dokie. <laughs> Not the direction I expected you to go in. Five brides. <laughs> five reanimated women it is. So, out of five reanimated women, how many of those reanimated women would you... No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Stars might be a better option. No, just... All right, oh, all right. Let's, choose, let's choose something else now. Out of... Um, uh, five... Oh, I'm trying to think of something now. Five... Um, Oh. Reanimated men. Re-animated. I don't know. Five, five, five. Um, so five vices. vices. That the uh, <laughs> that the blind man teaches the monster. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Go on then. Uh, five. All five. All mm. the big ones. Definitely. I I'd say five as well. I absolutely love this film. I think it's great. I think it's it's really well shot. There's it has that kind of big epic feel to it as well. Um, there's loads of lovely scenes like where the, where the mill is burning down at the beginning and the bit at the end where the castle's burning. It's all kind of um, just just really well shot, and the whole film's really well shot. It just has that kind of um, pace and and the dynamic to it that 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 some of the other films don't have. I absolutely agree. But but then, um, I think it's a cliche to say it's good. So maybe we should, instead of that, say, no, this is actually rotten. <laughs> <laughs> Go and find some Jess Franco movies, or Jesus Franco <laughs> movies. <laughs> They're much better than this. Hackney old rubbish. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't mean that. No, it's a great film. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It is good. Glad, I'm glad we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's very funny as well. It's dark, very, very dark. And, and um, yeah, has a really dark side to it, but it's actually very funny as well. That's great. That's great. <sighs> so, what are we going to do next time? Right, well, next time we're going to do part two of our look at... Um, Scream comic from the uh, 1980s. That's pretty exciting because. Um, so that's we did the first three issues last time. So I think we might. Well, we definitely we, do four, five, and six. We'll do four, five, and six. Maybe do a couple more. We never know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll how, see how many we do. I, I, I think one. I think one of the big stories finishes in issue six. So that's, that's okay. Good. Well, then that 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 would uh, yeah. be a good place to stop. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how many of those we do. Talking then, uh, of good places to stop. Oh, uh, <laughs> but, but the very last thing before we go, um, social media, that stuff. You know, the modern stuff that people like. Bebo. What's our yeah. Bebo account? Yeah. So our MySpace account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yes, yeah, so if you want to tell us how much you like this film and how much, um, tell Chris off for not letting me talk more about Una O'Connor, um, then then you can contact us at, uh, either on our Facebook page where we're uh, a very British horror, or via Twitter where we're at very Brit horror, 
or you can email us at a very British horror at gmail.com or you could go on our blog which is a very British horror dot wordpress dot com and leave something there. I, I would do all of those things. You could do. You could do all of them, and uh, do send us some stuff as well. If you email if you send stuff to the email address for the, we, we'd, we'd like to put it on our on the website because um, we don't really have time to put content on there. So if you can come up with something, then then and you want to send it in, then do that. I think that's a tempting offer. I think I think I'd be amazed if we weren't flooded by high quality articles and submissions. So um, okay, uh, but until next time, I've been Una O'Connor's nemesis, Chris Denton. Uh, how do I follow that? I'm just going to say, and I've still poor month. Good Bye. night.